In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and we are on a Lenten journey that will take us all the way through Holy Week to Easter. Last Sunday, we heard about this kind of journey, this spiritual quest of transformation. And this week, we continue to unpack what that kind of quest and journey may look like as disciples of Jesus. Now, the story we heard is a story of Jesus teaching his disciples, teaching the crowds. And when Peter seems to think that he has understood something, he is rebuked. Now, this story can seem on the surface pretty rough, and perhaps it is pretty rough. Let's put ourselves in Peter's shoes here in this story. He's left everything. He walked away from the life he knew because he saw something in Jesus. Perhaps he wants to learn from Jesus or he wants to try and do something like Jesus. He likely doesn't really know why it is that he decided to go and why it is that he followed this random rabbi walking around Galilee, but he's trying to figure that out. Perhaps he's even hopeful that something about his own life will change. And just before today's gospel lesson, the one we just heard, Peter finally gets it. He's been learning from Jesus and hearing what Jesus has said, and something finally clicked for him. He figured out that Jesus is God's Messiah, the one who will fulfill the prophecies. Let me read to you just the few verses that come right before today's gospel lesson. Jesus and his disciples came to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, who are people saying that I am? John the Baptist, they said, or some say Elijah, and others, just one of the prophets. And what about you? Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Peter spoke up and said, you are the Messiah. Just before today's lesson, Peter realizes the truth. He really gets it. And I have to believe that Peter was very proud of himself, right? He had figured this out. He had figured out and made the connections that Jesus is actually the Messiah to fulfill the prophecies of old. And then Jesus says this incredible thing. Jesus says he's going to be killed. Just like any of us might do, Peter's response to this whiplash of realizing that Jesus is the Messiah and then Jesus saying he will be killed is that Peter says no. Peter says no to this idea, this ridiculous idea that God's Messiah would be killed. Or at least, Peter says, he's going to do everything he can, everything possible to keep Jesus from being killed, even correcting Jesus himself. Because obviously, Jesus does not really know how this is going to work. Because death must not be the way that God is going to do this work in the world. And then Jesus takes Peter aside and says, get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Can you feel the hit? Peter 
who had just figured this out, been so proud of putting that puzzle together, is called Satan for getting in Jesus' way. Can you imagine Peter's disappointment, even anger at Jesus for saying such a thing to him after he had figured out this incredible truth? But would we have felt any different? Would we in that moment, having figured this out, felt any more or less disappointed or angry or frustrated with what Jesus was saying about his own death? Death, where's the triumph in that? Where's the victory in that? How many times have you felt that kind of anger or frustration or real deep disappointment with God? It's very easy. I certainly have. Having seen the kind of reaction that people have had throughout the years, time and time again, when a beautiful child is diagnosed with a learning difference, or what about when a beloved spouse is diagnosed with a life-threatening illness? How about when a friendship seems to fall apart right before our eyes, or when our dream job is lost and there's just nothing we can do about it? Or how about when a sick person opens fire on innocence in a place where they should be safe? How can we not be angry and disappointed in God? But then we hear a story like today's gospel lesson. And I think at least for me, I realize that there is more for us to learn. Because especially in stories like the one we hear today, we see God revealed through Jesus Christ showing up in that brokenness, in that mess, in that disappointment, in the heartbreak of our lives. And like Peter, our first reaction when God shows up in those moments is disappointment or frustration that the God we want, that the God we may have been taught to worship, that the God we think we need is not the God who shows up. Instead, the God of grace, the God of the cross and the death and the resurrection, the God of Jesus Christ is the God that we need most. God gave up glory to become human like us. God abandoned strength as we know it to be humbled. God left heaven to come down to be with us in our hells on earth. God embraces us in our weakest moments so that we know we are never alone. In Jesus Christ, God comes for all of us who are broken and hurt and angry and disappointed so that we know the real truth and the strength of God's love. Perhaps this is why Jesus says in this gospel lesson, those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will gain it. We are invited this Sunday, this Lent, 
in this transformative experience to shed the expectations we have of God, to realize that God is exactly what we need, especially in those most desperate moments of our lives. And that those of us who can shed those expectations, who can let go of the lives we have even built around those expectations, will find true, abundant life in the gospel. There is no way no way we can sit in this church today and feel like everything is right with the world. No way. Our anger and our disappointment can, if we are not careful, overwhelm us and leave us wondering, where is God? But you see, God sent us. God transforms us. There is hope in our discipleship, hope in our journey, hope in our ability to affect the world, hope that our lives can be saved, that our lives have purpose, that our pain can be transformed. And when we choose hope in the face of heartbreak, when we choose grace in the face of judgment, when we choose love in the face of hate, we embrace the heavenly vision of Jesus Christ, we, in fact, become heaven on earth. For those of us who are willing and courageous enough to deny ourselves, to lose our lives for the sake of Christ and the gospel, we will be saved to the truth of love. This is not easy. But this is the challenge that Christ puts in front of us. This is the transformation, the invitation to be changed that God gives to each one of us. You are not alone. You are surrounded by those who seek that kind of transformative love. So do not despair. Keep hope. Do not Reduce yourself to disappointment, but keep faith that the God who shows up in our brokenness and in our pain and in our heartbreak is the God we need. And faith in that God will change us for the good and we will be the hope the world needs. Amen.